0: yo let's just jump right into it man what's up i see a black screen i don't even see your face back oh that's because i need become, to turn the camera hold on did you become space and reality and now i'll come into focus there i am what's up dude hey yo what's up man what's popping
1: brand new whip just hopped in <laughs> black in. nah
0: yeah i, I don't know oh, that one man.
1: <laughs> don't know uh who's that rapper i
0: know Uh, the song i don't know the lyrics though yeah i was just listening to that the other day actually i I like that song it's kind of like a nice little beat yeah reminds me of like the i don't know was that like mid 2000s mid early 2000s right Uh, happy monday dude
1: happy monday
0: we'll be releasing this on tuesday apparently dan tuesday at like 5 a.m 4 or 5 a.m it's like the best time to release a podcast Really? Yep. It's yep. probably because people
1: are like getting ready for their treks into work. I feel like I some people so. probably stay home on Mondays. Yep. So, like yep. Tuesdays going into the office, you know, you got to travel, you're going to look up your, your you know, your, your most liked podcast yep. and you're trying to play the episodes. So yep. I sense.
0: mean, that's, that's my situation. I work from home on two, on Mondays and then to the office on Tuesdays. So, yeah. And that like 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. slot gets you, it's like early enough to where you you get to the top of the list for the new podcast for the East Coast people releases, yeah, and you still get the West Coast people. Nice. May end up going to work.
1: What does the stats look like recently, man? We got uh have we have we breached that thousand listeners yet?
0: Ooh, I don't know. A thousand downloads. Yeah,
1: I, I think we're in I'm the we're only like
0: seven, six or seven hundreds, maybe. Hold on, let's find out, man. It's been a while since we've looked at the stats. Let's go to the board.
1: Mo board. Pow pow. Yeah. Do you remember that from
0: uh <clears throat> what was that show? Um guts? Hey, I do, do remember you, guts. Do uh yeah. 646 all time downloads. Hey. So we're getting there. Hey you slowly Ayo. but surely. Uh yeah. Our most uh, popular one recently was uh the christmas new year's and college football episode oh okay so, interestingly yeah, enough i feel like uh have have you listened to last week's episode yet i have not no yeah <laughs> i feel you? like the
1: the audio for that one was probably just like all yeah. over the
0: place apologies for the audio if you listen to last week that one uh brock was delayed and was uh up in the mountains, in he's the mountains. Set solar panels <laughs> uh
1: yeah very I, unreliable in terms of uh the internet up there yeah
0: so. that was uh one where as we are recording it i was just like oh this is not going to sound good but we're going to do it anyway <laughs> exactly we got to get him a satellite or something yeah we got to get him to get into the solar powered internet as opposed to the solar powered uh, desalinization yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man good stuff uh, good stuff um All right, dude, what's on the docket? I mean, we had the NFL Combine last weekend. Uh,
1: There's been uh, some pretty impressive stuff going on at the Combine with the players. And um, I don't know, man. I I feel like I need to do a little bit more research before we start talking about the Lions draft picks. But I, I did have a conversation with some friends. And even though I think some of the QBs showed out pretty well, I still don't think we need to take a QB in that first round. Let's wait till like later on if we're gonna take one of the QBs as a as a you know, worst case scenario option. I think uh you know, Jarrett or Mr. Mr. Goff did uh, a pretty decent job. And I don't think we need to like jump to conclusions it's just that one of these younger guys coming up, we need to kind of you know, bet the whole pot on him, you know.
0: Did you see uh what Anthony Richardson did at the Combine QB Dude, from Florida? Yeah. yeah. He's a monster, man. Holy such a, smokes. such an athlete. He's just like, I don't know, man. I feel like guys his, like his that intrigue me value. for yeah. a team like the Lions, where I don't even know if you play him at quarterback. Like, what if you play yeah. him at like a H-back or like a running back, wide receiver,
1: hybrid? Like a Hill position?
0: Yeah, like a Taysom Hill who also throws the ball much better so, than I Taysom mean, Hill. Yeah, he much better than Taysom Hill. Um, I mean, he was throwing some
1: bombs. Um, it was pretty impressive to see his his abilities. I mean, I obviously like playing in the SEC. Um, you know, he I don't think he was the best guy in the SEC, but after his combine, it makes it seem like maybe he's been doing work. I don't I don't know, man. It's he's he's definitely an intriguing player, and I, I wouldn't mind taking an extra look at him, but curious to see like what 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 portion of the the draft do they have like the interviews and start asking the players like questions about stuff and like they do it because they do they still do the lipness test or whatever what's they it do the wonder lick the wonder lick test
0: yeah um that's at the draft is where they do the interviews or i'm sorry at the combine is where a lot of the interviews take place so they've already done all that stuff, too. So they did, know, bunch, Yeah, mind. they would have done that last weekend. And then I think teams will bring guys in individually, though, and kind of do workouts and, you know, talk to them. Yeah, just based off of your interest. Yeah, yep. Um Yeah, man, I, I don't know. I mean, it seems like there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks going at the top of the draft. So, yeah. See? Dude, I'll
1: tell you what, though. I still like that Joey Porter Jr. Oh, yeah, dude out of Penn State. Yeah, man. He's just – he's nice. And we do need a player in that position. I wouldn't mind taking him and yeah. one of those first-round picks. I,
0: I saw a mock where they were uh, they were taking a corner with that six, but I think it was it was the dude Christian Gonzalez, the dude out of uh, Oregon. Oh, okay. Yep. So, yeah, according to PFF, they have Porter Junior as the 16th overall player. Okay. And this yeah. Gonzalez dude is number 10. So. Yeah. There's, That's good. Yeah.
1: Um, Did know. you see that, uh, that left tackle from BYU that uh, had a 36 inch vertical?
0: No, I didn't. That's a big vertical for a big man,
1: dude. His vertical was higher than like all these like really prominent like wide receivers <laughs> nice. and like guys who've like obviously gone before him. But it's just like, holy crap!
0: He's got that didn't drop step up. range.
1: Yeah. That quickness combine, I feel like always does a good job of like capturing the talent that you just don't get to see. I feel like because of how many players there are in college with the guys who, who, who are able to kind of perform and improve their draft stock by going there, I think is just like such a great thing for them.
0: Yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah, for the guy, for the guys from small schools, it's like, uh, how do they look in shorts compared to the guys from the big schools? And then uh, I think it's just you know like it's like a athlete, uh, like you're just confirming for a lot of these yeah. guys. It's like yeah, he is the athlete we thought he was type of thing. Yeah, for sure. You know, or maybe he's not the athlete we thought he was type of thing. And yeah. maybe that matters. Maybe it doesn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure
0: it it, it does to a degree. I feel like. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. Did you see Dugan was the the fastest uh, quarterback? 40 times? Max Duggan or
0: Dugan? Yeah, yeah, Really,
1: Dugan, whatever the heck his name is. He yeah. beat
0: Anthony Richardson wearing like a 4-4 or something ridiculous like that.
1: Oh, maybe maybe I was looking at something old then cuz okay. I thought I thought he, he ran like a 4-4-5 or something.
0: Where's he on this look? I mean, there's a bunch of quarterback. I mean, Hendon Hooker, they have him as like the the 91 overall dude. He had a 90 grade last year.
1: Yeah, Hooker is coming off that knee injury, though. Yeah, right? he was hurt. Yep. So he didn't participate in any of the combine stuff.
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Which sucks for him because I would have loved to see him show his
0: arm off. All right, uh, Bryce Young measured at five foot ten and an eighth.
1: Does that five scare you?
0: Ten and an eighth. Bryce Young. Yeah. No, I mean still, still. I mean, who's your number one guy? If you're the Bears. Or the Colts. If A lot of people are saying the Colts are going to trade into that Colts pick. to trade to get to the pick
1: because they're not going to... Dude, the Bears can't come in and take a quarterback and the number one overall pick just based off of... Their guy is Justin Fields. I think he did enough showing that... I mean, obviously he didn't have a great team around him. I think he did enough to show that he he's the guy for the future for them.
0: I guess, yeah. I don't hate the idea of having... Justin Fields and Bryce Young on your team or Justin yeah, Fields and C.J. Stroud do you Stroud, think, do you think that having
1: that could cause any type of rift within the organization itself maybe two young guys battling for a quarterback franchise position
0: maybe I think the biggest problem it causes is that you have too much draft capital locked up in quarterbacks and you don't have the line or the yeah. receivers, so it's like, you know, they're not going to be able to be successful. You know what I mean?
1: Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like even though you have these two good quarterbacks, you probably don't have any pieces around them to right. make them successful anyway. Right. So, like, I like the idea. I like the idea of them trading that pick to the Colts to get other, you know, get more and picks. PCs yeah, and, yeah, or even like players. Like,
0: so I think, the, I think that's the like. If I'm the Bears, maybe I try to move. Um, fields and then draft Bryce Young if if I want to do that, but you can't. I don't think you can build. You can say like we're going to double up on young quarterbacks and just ignore the rest of our team, and just hope that they overcome all the problems that that is going to cause. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. Like I no, think I, it's I... it's pretty clear that Bryce Young can be successful uh, yeah. when you put Alabama around him. You know what I mean? exactly but, exactly but if you send them to you know name school with shitty offensive line and bad receivers probably not the same quarterback yeah i agree
1: i agree i think i think it'll be interesting to see kind of what moves happen on draft day i'm excited i think it, def, it definitely uh is something that's going to be talked about until <laughs> until draft day is yep. like what the the move is going to be there at the top um yep. i mean i've also heard some potential options of the lions trading that their pick in the first for, Let's I think more I saw picks. a mock. Yeah. I think I saw a mock that they traded it to like Baltimore or somebody. Yeah. Um, and they got like three picks back in return or something like two first or a first two seconds or something like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think anytime you can pick up bodies and, you know, get like more picks in the first three rounds for that, top 10 pick or whatever, I think you're probably in a good position. I mean, that's – you know, they're going to have two picks again in the first round this year, so they've already got that. I mean, the Lions are in a really good position.
1: I do, dude. Did you see that their odds of playing for the Super Bowl is like the 10th best odds in the league? Yeah.
0: I mean, they were the hottest team at the end of the year last year. Pretty much. Other than
1: uh, making the playoffs and winning a Super Bowl. Right. (laughs) Right.
0: <laughs> Other than that,
1: the um, whole making the playoffs part. Yeah. Did you see that the Lions might be the team that plays Kansas City over in uh, in England? Uh, England,
0: England. Oh, that'd be cool.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. I wonder how much tickets would cost to go to that.
0: I don't know. I think they can't be Boys that. I to go to
1: England. Yeah, I mean the plane dude, ticket the is what's going to get you. I might, I might, I might toy with that idea, dude. I
0: might try to go over there. Yeah. It'd be such a cool experience. You're going to leave the Detroit area to fly to Great Britain to watch the Lions play football. <laughs> Dude, kill two birds with one stone, man. Be kidding me? That'd That's be true. so cool. It would be cool to go to the island and see the queen. The, the king. You can go for the king. coronation. Yeah. When is that? I have no idea. Did you see the South Park episode uh, where they ripped on... Um, God save the king. <laughs> they ripped on uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. No, dude, I have not watched South oh, Park. Oh man in years. the <laughs> the the Queen of Canada dies, and then the Prince of Canada and his wife uh, go on a privacy tour, where they oh, t- my god where they tour the world and uh, yell at everybody that all they want is their privacy, and then go on like these different media tours and write a book all about how all they want is their privacy, and uh, it's pretty awesome that is pretty funny. I mean, I, I think the idea
1: around South Park and all the stuff that they do is hilarious. I just, I haven't watched it in like years. And oh I, yeah.
0: I, I actually haven't actually watched the episode. I've just seen uh, YouTube clips of it because uh, yeah, I don't, it's crazy to me that they're still making South Park episodes. I, I, I mean, it's how like, it's like is the it? Simpsons of our generation. How difficult is
1: it though, like to create new episodes all the time with yeah. like that, right? It can't be that if I mean it's the same guys that are doing like all the voices. All they yeah. do is probably sit in the basement and then they already have all of the Ooh. animation they need for it. So
0: Yeah, I think it's just tough. The hardest part is just keeping it fresh, keeping it, yeah. you know, feel like it's your you're uh you know that you're not getting too stale, which they seem to do a pretty good job of, I guess. Yeah yeah i mean there's always stuff i mean especially
1: in american culture there's always shit that they could talk about yeah <laughs> with with that show
0: um all right dude uh you have you seen any movies lately
1: yeah i uh i saw the ant-man movie okay uh, how was it i was a fan it, it definitely had its action um it's funny it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh of tron okay like the whole idea of like be- being sucked into another world and there's like a evil bad guy who's trying to get out and take over, you know, the other world and like the technology and all the development and things that are going on. Um, I don't know. I think overall you got to take it for what it is in my opinion, because too many people these days get so caught up in like (sighs) comparing movies to other movies when it's just like these are just completely different things and when you when you look at it from like a from the perspective of take it for what it is i think it was good it was entertaining it had action it's not like the scale of it is not what like a like an avengers endgame or like you know infinity war from like an overall big movie big blockbuster perspective you know it's that's why I don't know. It's it's hard for me to like sit here and listen to critics talk crap about these movies and like try to compare them because I don't know. Like I I, I can't sit here and say that you know Ant Man and you know the the new you know cocaine bear movie are are yes. within the same category. I want to see that cocaine bear movie so bad. Dude, I'll watch it. I think it looks hilarious. You know it's based on a true story,
0: right? Yeah based on a true bear story, that ate a bunch of cocaine
1: Far fetched from the true story. But yeah, the, uh,
0: the, the, the real life bear that ate a bunch of cocaine died almost immediately.
1: <laughs> it was like within 30 minutes probably. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Of
1: like a, uh, like a, a 2000 pound bear, um, devouring a, like a, a brick of cocaine. Like, Oh my God, dude, that would just be kind of like sad to watch. I you, bet, you know, when you think about it,
0: it's weird to me that a, a, a bear, uh, and I've never, I've not been around enough cocaine to know like what it would taste like, but it seems strange to me that a bear would be like, that they would just want to eat all the cocaine. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like something the bear would maybe just maybe test out and maybe leave alone, but maybe cocaine is delicious to bears. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I I have heard that it doesn't taste great. Word on the street doesn't taste Word great. Word on the street is it doesn't taste great. Um not saying i'm speaking from experience um
0: you mean you don't eat cocaine regularly dan
1: no dude no not at all um but no i i don't know it's it's definitely one of those things where i feel like a bear they'll just eat just about anything right i mean if it's moving but the whole scenario of the movie when i saw the trailer it's just comet like comedy to me like i feel like it's probably going to be hilarious and just like slap happy laugh out loud. My buddy told me that like definitely see it in the theaters to like experience it with other people. And, okay. and like, I'm one of those obnoxious people at the theater that will laugh. laugh. Like, well, no, it's like, if I find something funny in a movie, I'll laugh out loud. Yeah, And like, sometimes I'll be the only person in the theater that laughs, <laughs> and I don't give a shit.
0: <laughs> nice. So um, I
1: feel like yeah, I'm I'm definitely someone that uh, would enjoy that movie. So yeah, love we'll to check out Cocaine Bear. Did um, you see that there's a new M Night Shyamalan movie coming out?
0: Oh my gosh, they still allow M Night Shyamalan to make movies?
1: Yeah, dude. What's the new this one? This one is about like some ho- like group of people that are trying to prevent the end of the world oh yeah i've seen the, have the to like do you see the trailer for this one
0: i've seen the trailer yeah um and they go to this family that's like in this cabin
1: yeah in the they're like the woods and we, they gotta, have to tell we gotta them kill
0: them one of they one you the right or something like that one of you yeah
1: that shit looks intense but i feel like it's gonna have one of those weird twists at the end like all the
0: M. Night Shyamalan movies knock at the cabin right yes what when does that come out uh soon 2023 is all i see on I imdb here uh, so i would assume it's within the next month or two there i mean there's trailers for it pretty much everywhere nice um it's got uh the dude for drax oh yeah A little marvel call out uh yep. we, we watched the uh the steven spielberg movie that's uh gotten nominated for a bunch of uh oscars the fablemans oh yeah the fablemans that's a true story it's well it's based off of steven spielberg yeah it's like based off biography of, like, or whatever yeah um it was good it was like a good like good like sit down with your family sit down with the wife you know everybody's gonna enjoy it type of uh type of movie um good vibe yeah good vibes it's all about uh I didn't realize his dad was like a real big deal his dad invented and I'm pretty sure this is it. His dad invented or put together the first computer-based point-of-sale machine, like cash register, basically. Interesting. Which is crazy to think about because that's like ubiquitous, right? Yeah, it's everywhere. Everywhere. Um, So it's about like his his sort of you know falling in love with film at a very young age. Um his dad uh is is kind of moving all over the place. His dad works for IBM and I think GE at one point. General Electric, yep. Yeah. Did. And so his dad is kinda of, they moved from uh, wherever they were from originally to Arizona and sort of established like a little community there, and then they ended up moving to California. Um and it's sort of about kind of how that dynamic of you know, them being sort of like this, uh, traveling family. Yeah. But they're like, uh, they're, they're Jewish. They're very Jewish. So like when they moved to California, they, they're not really in a Jewish community like they would have been in the previous stops. And so, uh, Spielberg gets made fun of quite a bit for it. Um, and you know, him making kind of film through all that and kind of his, his journey with kind of falling in love. And then at one point he decides he's not going to make films anymore, but then he, you know, of course is eventually sort of goaded back into it. Um, and you know, the, the family dynamic of his dad and his mom, who, uh, his mom is basically in love with his, I mean, it's kind of a spoiler, but not really a spoiler. His mom's in love with, uh, his dad's kind of best friend and coworker. Um, and they, that eventually kind of leads to their divorce and, uh, yeah, she gets with him and his mom is kind of an interesting character. Yeah, uh, Michelle Williams does a really good job of playing her in the movie she's just kind of all over the place yeah she's just kind of like this free love kind of hippie type yeah. of character who uh, you know is ultimately in love with another man but with her dad because and this took place in like the 50s and 60s right? I think so yeah that seems about right yeah um, and you know you just kind of see I how young Spielberg IBM was a, I didn't even know IBM was a international company, business machines yeah man Interesting. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it was good. It was, like I said, it was just a really, I mean, it's like a classic Spielberg movie. You know, it's got really good cinematography. The storytelling is is on point. Um, The performances from all the actors is really good. The kid who plays Steven Spielberg um, does a really, really good job. That's awesome! Yeah, you I know, what, want to see that? You know what, what? What is the my definition of a good movie is like? You you kind of get sucked in and you don't really think about other things while you're watching the movie. And I think that, you know, it oh, yeah, it, for uh, sure. it does a really good job of that. I think it started out a little bit slow for me, but um, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. That's awesome, man! Yeah, I definitely want to go see it. It's. It's uh, it's on my
1: list. I feel like I have so many freaking movies on my movies list on the list to watch.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we want to watch that. We uh, we watch that. We want to watch that Tar movie as well. Haven't seen it yet, but uh, that's kind of oh, on yeah. the next one of the next ones on the list for for Katie yeah, and it was I. About uh,
1: what's her name? The composer.
0: Yeah, I I guess her last name's Tar. Um, yep. she's a Scandinavian composer, I think. She's like one of the greatest composers of
1: this day and age. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We'll have to check we'll check that out eventually. Uh watch the movie Possessor. Have you heard of this movie? This was like 2020, I think it came out. Possessor? Yeah. What's Possessor? About? Possessor. It's about um it's about a chick who um how do I describe this? She kind of uploads into other people, and then they use her to assassinate high value targets and so like by possessing them by possessing them yeah so like the or the,
1: someone in their vicinity
0: yeah so like the beginning of the movie she uploads into like a, i think she's like a server in like a high end restaurant and then uh she kills somebody who's in the restaurant and then basically gets herself killed and when that happens she goes back to her like uh, actual body her, her actual body that's yes. weird but but things go wrong where with her second movie? her second job uh and it's it's kind of like a mind uh psychological thing I actually, I actually have to rewatch it because it it feels like it was one of those movies where the second time you watch it you'll pick up different things yeah. but uh it was, was it a, on like netflix or was it on hulu or hulu. hulu okay that one was a hulu movie yep who is the Who is the main female actress? Oh man, she looks like Kate Blanchett, but it's not Kate Blanchett. Okay, let's keep um, that one up. So Kate Blanchett is the actress in Tar. In Tar, yes. Yep. Possessor Andrea Riseborough is her name. I don't know. She' been in other things. I what know. What else she would have been right. in? Let's see, Amsterdam. Seen Amsterdam. She was in Amsterdam. Apparently, that's about the only movie I've. Seen. Oh, The Grudge. I, I don't. Oh yeah, I I haven't heard of many of the movies she's in. So interesting.
1: Um, what was that other? So the one with uh Colin Farrell. Um, oh yeah, Banshees of Inishurin. The Banshees. I want to see that. I also
0: far. watched that, that movie. Pretty good. Oh, how was that? It was good. It was. um Oh man, how, how do I describe it? It's like one of those movies that it's like the it's a, it's a dialogue kind of based movie. Right. So it's like, you know, it's like the it's well-written attention, um, sort of starts out, you get your main conflict, like within the first couple of scenes and then it just kind of builds from there. Um, yeah, another one I, I wouldn't mind rewatching. Um, but it was good. It was good. Uh, um, you know, it's very it's Irish. Hard
1: to understand some of their dialect. It is,
0: yeah, it's very Irish. So they're, it's like they say "fucking" a lot. Yeah, "fucking moron," stuff like that. Like they, yeah. they emphasize that the "e" in "fuck." I guess I don't know because <laughs> there
1: is an "e" because there yeah, is an "e" in "fuck."
0: It's like very culturally Irish, which is really cool. The 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 like where it's shot. I'm assuming in Ireland. Uh, is like very beautiful. Um. Yeah. And then you just get this like weird strange um like psychological thing going on between Colin Farrell and uh the other guy. um I don't remember the actor's name, but um dude is, like chopping his hands off and i I don't know man it it's interesting yeah yeah it's worth it's worth um, a watch it's good, it was a good movie,
1: dude, yeah i that's that's on my list of, of movies to watch as well. Um yeah, man, there's there's so much that is worth watching. It's just trying to find enough time to 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 get through all of them. Yeah. Um speaking of other things I watched though, I did start watching that uh full swing, that uh series on Netflix about the PGA tour. Okay. And about the players. Dude, it's is it I, good? I just, I, yeah, dude, it's it's shot so well. So I really like it.
0: Is it similar to the tennis one?
1: Um, or is it? I heard it's. Yeah, I, th- I think I heard it's similar to the tennis one and the the NASCAR one that they did too. Okay,
0: so we watched the a, a couple episodes of the tennis one, and it was good. It's it's okay. like uh, it's pretty well done documentary style, kind of looking at the lives of these athletes from a, a realistic perspective type yeah, of thing and man. I'm assuming the golf is similar to where it's like this is what these people actually go through kind of what you don't see in the media yep. type of uh vibe yeah I, I'll
1: i be honest like going into it like I I never liked Ian Poulter okay but like after watching the episode that uh, was focused on Ian Poulter I just have like I don't know I feel like I have like a newfound respect for the man just because of all the stuff that you know, happened to him during you know his his time with the PGA and then moving over to like the Live Tour and stuff like that. So
0: what uh um, what was your issue with Ian Poulter previously? No, he just he just can't kind of came off
1: as like an obnoxious guy. But they they make him they like the way that they shot it made him seem like such like you know like a normal guy with yeah. like a family and just like you know he's got you know a few kids and. Obviously he's not normal. He's a professional golfer. And he like lives a life of luxury almost because he's got like a castle in England and it's not a castle, but like a nice size place (laughs) in England. But dude, he like came up, he like came up with nothing and he like struggled to like make the tour. And like, I don't know, it's just, it's, you just really see like the human aspect of like, you, you, you like put all these athletes up on like these, these pedestals of like being like these, these great, greater people that, don't really have all like the normal world problems. And like, even though they make all this money and they have all these things, like they still have like other human problems yep. too. You know, it's like, it just, I don't know. It makes it so human and realistic. And I don't know. I liked it a lot.
0: Yeah. That was the, uh, that was kind of the gist of the, uh, when we watched the tennis one, I think it was Nick. Kyrgos or something like that. He's an Australian tennis player who, yep. you know, kind of comes onto the nice. scene when he's 19 years old and he's, I don't know, he's in his like late twenties now. And, um, you know, the, the kind of media vibe on him is like, he's a bad boy and he, you know, he's kind of in and out of tennis and doesn't play all the time or as much as he should. And, you know, from the perspective of the documentary, it's like, yeah, man, he, he just, uh, mentally, just can't do the grind that is expected of these people and so he takes a lot of time off and can you really blame the guy for trying to lead a normal healthy life you know and all he's got to do is go play a couple tennis tournaments every year and he's a millionaire like that sounds great to me like i'll sign me up sign me up but the outside factors and everything that
1: you know, it's kind of leading into it. People don't realize how much of a struggle it is for some, you know, it's, it's, it's very similar to like the whole Brooks kept a thing. Like he was the, one of the best players in the world. He was number one. He like won like three or four majors within a matter of a few years. And then all of a sudden he just had this mental block where he just couldn't win. And, you know, he's, you know, having terrible tournaments and missing cuts and like, it's embarrassing like I'm a professional athlete playing my sport and I go out there and, you know, I'm missing cuts. It's like, I don't know. It it, yes. Yeah,
0: it's uh, it's, it's like so the the pressure, the pressure of high expectations, yep. you know, especially yeah. for guys like golfers where it's like, it's such a mental game and Dude, so mental, you know, by any objective measure, these guys are successful, but you know, the narrative yeah. that gets pushed on them is something different
1: yeah I forget what the guy's name is uh I want to say his name is Joel Dahmer um okay he's like the 60 he's like ranked 65th in the world or something and uh you know it's he just he kind of talks trash to himself and like says he's not you know good enough and this and that and like last year he you know finished top 10 in a major and it's just like he has the ability but it's like does he really want that does he think he's capable of it? You know, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where you see like the, the struggles that these, you know, athletes go through and all like the the pressure of, you know, trying to be able to perform and do all these things. It's like, man, these, these people have the same problems that everybody else does. And it's just like, we don't see some of this stuff. And, you know, you, you take for granted all these athletes can just like go out there and, you know, perform and, you know, compete at like that high level. And I, I would recommend watching this series if you're into golf or if you like golf or, I mean, just if you like documentaries in general and you don't like golf, I think it would give you a, a pretty good idea of, you know, what the the players on the PGA tour are going through or just like in general, getting a, some insight as to what these folks lives are like. It's, yeah. it's kind of cool. It's interesting.
0: Do you have any uh, updated opinions on the LIV tour because of it? um i don't know like to me
1: i feel like a lot of those guys did it for financial stability i don't think it was necessarily
0: to like stick it to like the pga tour (laughs) it's like like, hey i don't know how about millions of dollars like i really don't give a shit about where i play golf uh but if these people are going to pay me millions of dollars more i'll go play golf there
1: well that was the thing it's like guaranteed money right so ian poulter got tens of millions of dollars Castle money, castle money, tens of millions of dollars up front from live just to go play. You didn't even have to win anything. And he ended up, you know, winning a tournament what have you, or what, you know, but when you think about, you know, if, if you don't make the cut, if you're not the top 55, 65 guys in a tournament that weekend, if you don't make that cut, you're not getting paid. Yeah. So you can go to a tournament and end up losing money because you had to pay for travel. You had to pay for, you know, stay, you had to pay for food and all this other stuff. And, you know, you had to pay your caddy. So there's, there's no like, cause caddies make a percentage of the player winnings winnings. Right. So if you're paying your caddy, let's say 20%, right. And you make no money. He makes no money caddy's not getting paid so their success is based off of your success so i mean it's just it's really interesting i think the the guys who went to live obviously saw that money and you know i don't know some guys i haven't watched all the episodes yet i'm only four episodes in there's still i think four more episodes i need to watch but from what i've seen so far. Ian Poulter has four kids. He hasn't been winning a lot of tournaments. His thing is, I just need to make sure I have money for my kids' future. That guaranteed money makes a big difference. A big difference.
0: Yeah. Castle money. So. Castle I like, money. I feel like I'd be a good caddy. Yeah, I think you, you know, would. Be a, it's like uh, being the assist man. You know, you just got to get them, keep yeah. them dialed in, keep them focused. Don't let them yeah. get in their own head too much, and give them the yardage. Yardage yeah, and the winds,
1: yardage, the winds. Like uh, I mean, know the it's, greens. It's about, yeah, I mean honestly, it's all about the relationship you have with your caddy. Because I feel like some of the guys who are the most successful on the tour have fantastic relationships with their caddies. Yeah. Um, the responsibility and role of a caddy is, I mean, you're you're almost the player's psychologist as well. That's, yeah, that's all, yeah, right. You,
0: you got to keep them. You know, yeah. Don't don't worry about that last shot, man. That shit's over. It's yeah. all about this yeah, one in front of you
1: it's funny because the relationship between um that that guy Dahmer, that i was telling you about and his caddy um it's it's kind of cool because it's like it's like a brotherhood you know like they you know they're they're really close and um (laughs) he's like i'm probably the only guy to call my you know my golfer a boner today (laughs) 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 He, he called him a boner because he like hit a bad shot or something it's like it's funny stuff like that. You know, it's like the relationship that they have with each other is, is pretty interesting. And
0: um, boners an underrated uh, insult. It's one of those. Yeah, it's not, it's boner. not like, uh, you can't get offended by being called a boner. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just kind of laugh at it. Yeah. It's just a, it's a chuckle. Uh, it's a chuckle insult. These guys just, just call exactly. me a boner. What the hell? I think you would be a good caddy though, Ben. You're pretty yeah. level-headed guy. Maybe. You don't, uh, there we go. Get there, too crazy. That's it, man. If I, uh, if this and my regular career don't work out, I'm going to be a caddy.
1: Well, you just got to find a professional golfer to Shit. caddy for.
0: Her. Oh, I mean, we got uh, Patty Ice and uh, Code Man. Yeah. They're not pros, but maybe with the right caddy, they could be. Exactly. There, there we go. go. Maybe you should talk
1: to Patty Ice. Say, hey, man, next time you play in a tournament, let me caddy for That's you. That's all it takes. Just a good caddy.
0: That's all
1: it takes. Well, it's funny because the guy Dahmer's caddy um, wrote him a letter saying i would like to put my name in or i'd like to be your caddy and it was like this long like mushy letter that he wrote to him and stuff saying you know how he he thinks he can be a good golfer and you know compete at a high level and yada yada and donner was like getting all choked up reading it and And it's just like before as
0: before he was like a good a successful golfer right yeah yeah
1: but oh man all the shit that he went through his mom getting you know cancer and dying in six months and then he got testicular cancer and like all this shit like dude he is that dude's gone through the ringer man damn yeah yeah
0: testicular cancer is tough man does he still have his balls or did they lance armstrong him
1: no i think he still has balls i mean he uh ended up i mean the, the odds of him having a kid are pretty wild but i guess he uh ended up getting pregnant and having a kid with his wife so nice yeah.
0: Good so for something him. That,
1: something worked out for him.
0: Good for him. Good for his wife.
1: Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, that's that's what I've been watching lately. Just uh, some shit on, some some what, stuff on uh, Netflix. What
0: would you think about the last episode of The Last of Us?
1: Dude, I didn't watch Sunday's episode.
0: I'm okay. behind. I, uh, I, I've I watched like ball. three quarters of it, but I haven't seen the end, which I think is going to be the big, most important uh, part of the episode. <laughs> I heard that there's
1: a big bomb drop at the end or there's a big big thing that happens at the end.
0: Um, So, yeah, I don't know, man. It feels like they're, it just feels like it's starting to get repetitive. It's just like, oh, yeah, they get into a situation. They get out of it. Yep. Move on. Next episode's flashback. I mean. The video game aspect. Yeah. Yeah. It just it feels like it's, there's maybe they're starting to struggle but we'll i guess we'll see how the season finishes out here i'm still going to watch
1: did you know that that show experienced more than a billion hours of streaming
0: over the last really
1: month? damn is that even possible
0: sure i don't know a billion hours i mean there's let's say there's 3 i feel
1: like that can't i feel like that can't be possible
0: if there's 300 and it's got to be possible. Let's say everybody in America has a device. It's 300 to 350 million devices. Mm-hmm. Everybody watches, well, there's what, six or seven episodes now that are an hour six plus episodes. an hour ish long. So yeah. if everybody in America watched all those episodes, that's well over a billion hours. Now, that's not what's happening, but.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting.
0: It's possible. Could also be just HBO juking the stats. You know, they got like a team of uh, bots somewhere that just watches mindless content. So they're, saying that,
1: they're saying that The Last of Us has had more viewership than the House of the Dragons entire series. Oh, did. yeah.
0: I believe that. Yeah. House of the Dragon. Yeah. I believe that. It's just, I guess it's
1: interesting to me that that got more viewers than. the house of dragon didn't get as many viewers as last Last of us yeah
0: i mean you kind of got the video game thing going on where you get those fans and then it's zombies so you get the zombie people and it's new so people that just generally like newer hbo stuff will watch it it's kind of where me and katie were in that group yeah that makes sense so and i mean you got zombies so and there's kind of a you know a fresh take on zombies i guess yeah as fresh as you can get with the zombies genre the zombie genre
1: genre did you see that they're remaking um did you ever see the movie roadhouse with uh patrick swayze
0: hi dude i love that movie that's like the the tv movie of my uh pre Childhood. preteen years yeah. yeah it's like yeah my dad would watch roadhouse it's like because it was on it was like a TBS type of thing you know like TBS it was
1: such a good yeah my dad was the same way he used to watch it all the time now
0: they show uh the office reruns but it used to be Roadhouse
1: <laughs> you got Patrick yeah,
0: Swayze you got that grizzly old guy
1: the one that looks like Colin is an old man
0: yeah you you can you can wa- you can you can basically start watching that movie at any point in the movie and understand what's going on oh, Patrick yeah. Swayze is a bouncer he gets in fights all right that's yep. it. That's the plot,
1: and he has to save the town from some evil rich guy. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. I just like. I think it's funny. There's a blind guitar player that just sits on stage <laughs> yes, <laughs> while all the
0: fights are happening. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: people are throwing bottles all over the bar and
0: shit. I just like you know every Texas roadhouse is the roadhouse. There's like a there's a roadhouse on the north side of Jackson. I think it's just called Roadhouse. It's like the most generic bar slash restaurant name you can have (laughs) Yeah, are all roadhouses the same roadhouse or are they all just the same you know the same they're all it's the same vibe it's like the food's okay the beer's okay and there may or may not be live entertainment depending on what day of the week you're there exactly that's the roadhouse experience that's the roadhouse. You, the people in there vaguely look like truckers, most for the most part. Yeah.
1: Well, um, dude, Kelly Lynch in that movie,
0: such a fox. Oh man, dude, she's so hot. Roadhouse, Roadhouse. That's, pa- that's she was Pete a Patrick Swayze, man.
1: Yeah, dude, he used to kick some ass. 19... He, dude, he took a guy's throat out,
0: 1989.
1: He, like, ripped, out, he ripped out that dude's, um, uh, Trachea. Ugh.
0: Remember that? I don't. Oh but, my god. But I know god. it's you in there.
1: Fight on the... Yeah. It was that one guy that came over to fight him.
0: You know, that one guy in Roadhouse Burn. that fights Patrick Swayze.
1: <laughs> well, he he like burned down the the guy's uh, house that Patrick Swayze was renting the barn yep. from, remember? Yep. Dalton. Dude, I wa- I think I wa- yeah, Dalton. I think I watched that movie like Earlier this, or yeah, this past summer again. After yeah, that, I hadn't seen it in years. The grizzly old guy is Sam Elliott. Sam fucking Elliott. Fucking awesome. That's Colin in like 30 years. Yeah.
0: You got to get the low voice. Mustache. The dude abides. Yeah. If Colin oh. walked
1: around with a mustache and a bandana around his neck. Yeah.
0: All right. So I said uh, Roadhouse was peak Swayze. Dirty dancing, actually. Oh, Forgot yeah. about that Dirty one. Dancing. Yeah, Brady dancing is classic. R.I.P. Patrick uh, Swayze. Jake Gyllenhaal is playing Dalton. Yeah, I saw they they like did some UFC fight stuff or something like that. Yeah, I guess
1: so. The sto- I think, the story is a little different, obviously, than the the Dalton one with uh, Swayze. But yeah, supposedly he was like a former UFC fighter, and he turned into a bouncer and at some place in Florida or something.
0: Just don't just don't just don't mess with those people man if if you know if your bouncer is a former UFC guy that's probably not the bar you want to get drunk at and start fights you know not at all dude
1: not that I mean you never want to fight a bouncer right, bouncers right. have that bouncers, job for a reason
0: generally you don't want to mess with them but the ex UFC guys just generally just don't mess with them
1: yeah um i guess conor mcgregor is going to have a role in the movie of course he might be uh, one of the the bad guys. I think. I would imagine that's they're gonna make him either play the the man, the main protagonist. a protagonist. It, no an- antagonist.
0: Antagonist. Yeah, I mean, I would assume he's gonna talk some smack in yep. an Irish accent.
1: I, I feel like he's either gonna be like the rich guy who's the jerk and like sends all the bad guys or he's going to be, he's going to play that role of that guy that Swayze ripped his trachea out of his neck.
0: Wow. You think Conor McGregor would let his trachea get ripped out on a, in a movie? I don't know, man. I feel I mean, like his ego is too big for that type of role. You know? Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. He may lose, but he's not going to be the, the trachea ripped out guy. We may eat our words here, or I may eat my words, but I just don't feel like he'd do that to himself, you know? Yeah. He's the all about the, he's all about that image.
1: Yeah, this is going to be Conor McGregor's first movie, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure he no won't be surprised. asked to give too big of a range of uh, acting skills. It'd probably be pretty acting straightforward. Skills, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I saw Jake Gyllenhaal look jacked, though.
1: Dude, I mean, every movie he's done where he was like a boxer or fighter in some way or another, dude just gets ripped for the role. Just gets
0: roided up for the role. Well, he's 185 pounds. He's probably our height. Yeah, he's going to be jacked. Yeah. Yeah. There's, dude, he's got to be shorter than us, right? There's no way he's like over six feet tall. You don't think so? No. Hold on, though. No, the internet will tell us. He's probably six foot. Uh, five eleven and a quarter. Interesting. I so thought just, he was taller. Just under six feet. Didn't quite get there, Jake. Didn't quite, quite get there, didn't Jake. Didn't quite get there, Jake. It's too bad, buddy. Too bad. <laughs> it's
1: funny. I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, you know, I feel like I take my height for granted because, you know, I, I've seen the world from this height for so long. And it's just like, when I hear people aren't six foot, I'm just like, man, what is it like down there? <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Can you see me? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I never really thought about my height as being like that big of an advantage, but a lot of people are like, "Man, if I was above six foot, I'm like, what? What yeah,
0: would what, you? Do? What would you do? Would you what reach would up you and do? grab things on the top shelf? Yeah. They have stools. That's, I mean, come on. just climb up on a is stool. That all we're good for. Is that yeah. all we're good for? <laughs>
1: we. You I know. told this girl who I'm talking to that uh, my family's nickname for me is stilts. <laughs> She's like, good. You can help me grab all the stuff from the top shelf at my place. Nice. I'm like, yeah, did no worries.
0: You, did you tell her about the Gribster nickname? Stilts McGribster.
1: <laughs> Stilts McGribster. <laughs> no, not not the Gribster nickname
0: yet. Gribster Flave.
1: Dude, I remember when uh, my parents bought me the um, specialized or not like custom cleats for baseball in high school okay. and my mom's like you should put gripster on the back and i'm just like oh okay dumbest idea ever. <laughs> everyone made fun of me for having my <laughs> nickname on my shoes
0: yeah the nickname that your mom calls you from the stands is on your shoes yeah. it's like yep. yeah that's a little bit that's that's a target in high school dan that's it, that that's was, you're your definitely put a target putting a target back. on your back there yep
1: but hey I had a lot of success in those shoes a lot of success
0: those are some good shoes do you still have the shoes
1: no oh, dude i have no idea probably somewhere yeah it's like all
0: that old place. high school stuff man
1: yeah i feel like i still need to do a better job of like helping my parents get all my old crap out of there that i haven't like gotten rid
0: of yet or yeah moved out. my parents will occasionally just give me a box of shit when i go to their house They're like here you go here's your old stuff it's yours now it's like oh thanks yep get it out of our house. We're slowly trying to get rid of everything. Yeah, I guess I'll just go store it somewhere in my house now or go through it and get rid of it. Dude, I'm paying so much money a month right now for a storage unit to just put stuff because I have no
1: place in my brother's to put it and I'm like I'm not going to put it in my parents' place again. And it's just like, oh, I got to get I got to buy a place Dude, it's like they just got an email saying that they're going to increase my uh storage unit cost by like 15 bucks a month i'm just like what the
0: fuck yeah dude they got you they probably got you with that introductory rate and now they got your shit so you can't give your shit up and you don't have any other place to put it so they're like yeah man rent's going up yeah you're locked in like i'm half
1: tempted to like drop like a grand and just build uh a storage unit at my brother's place in his backyard just so I could put all my shit in there. Nice.
0: And then I, when you I mean, find another spot, you, you can rent it out.
1: If I if I if I build it, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's like hundred and thirty-five dollars a month damn. to store my stuff in the storage unit.
0: Yeah, man. I would not be about that. I would be figuring out where I can dig a hole and bury my treasure type of situation. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like i don't want to get rid of that stuff you know no that's that's what you should do you should dig a hole in your brother's backyard and bury it and then uh you know in 30 years time if you really want it you can come back and dig it up or if you have kids you know you give them a map and tell them where your you know daddy's secret treasure's buried if they ever want to know about you know the history of the gribster that that's where they can find it
1: yeah i like half tempted to just like Buy a place that has like a basement that I can just store a bunch of shit in.
0: There you go. Do you see uh, that dude who buried a bunch of treasure out west? Somebody finally found his treasure? No. Forrest Fenn, I think, was his name.
1: How much treasure did he bury? He's
0: like a little over a million dollars worth of like artifacts and jewels and stuff. This dude was like an Indiana Jones type character where he'd like, he was like an archaeologist guy who had gone around the world and Got a bunch of stuff and then he uh, buried it in a uh, somewhere out west, I think like around the Yellowstone area. And then he wrote a poem that described where it was, like, you know, cryptically type of thing. And then yeah. put it out on the internet that he buried a million dollars worth of treasure. And here's the clues. Good luck. And I think it took like 20, well, maybe not 20 years, but it took a while. Oh, um, shit, that sounds awesome. I would yeah. love to
1: go on like a journey like that, finding a treasure. Yeah, I feel like Indiana Jones was one of those people I always wanted to be, but I was like, eh, there's not really money in that unless you find stuff.
0: Yeah, he so two million dollars was what it was worth. Nineteenth uh, century coins, gold nuggets, rare jewels, pre-Columbian artifacts, and some other things. Uh, and someone found it. Someone found it. Yeah. Yep. Wow.
1: Do, do, do they have any like uh, pictures of the riddle or the poem that
0: he put up there? Oh, yeah. You can find it. Yeah. Uh, it's probably. Did you, did you find it on Reddit or what? Probably. Yeah. Let's see. It was found in June of 2020. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's see if I can find the poem here. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's a long. Yeah. I'm not going to read it. It's like four or five paragraphs long. Oh, it's The Thrill crazy. of the Chase. That's what it's called. The what Thrill of the Chase. The Thrill of the Chase, yeah. That's what his little poem's called. But yeah, so that's not out there anymore, so you can't go find Forrest Fence treasure, unfortunately. Somebody found it. Maybe one day we'll find Dan's treasure buried in the mountains. Because I don't think my shit's worth that much, Because but, uh... Yeah, but you could just tell people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you don't you don't have the background that Forrest Fent had being like an international treasure hunter, but who gives yeah. a shit? Just be like, yeah, I buried a couple million dollars worth of uh, treasure. It's the Dan Gribble treasure hunt. <laughs> <laughs> and if you find it, you get to store all my shit. <laughs> <laughs> you are the winner.
1: You are the winner. You're the one that gets to store my
0: stuff. Who wants Dan's stuff? Oh. Uh, you could do storage wars for your stuff. You could just auction off your storage unit. Highest bidder.
1: Ooh. That's actually a cool call. See who wants Good it.
0: Luck. If they're on, do, do they
1: open up the door first, or do they do it with the door closed? I
0: think it. So I think it came out that that show was sort of rigged. Uh, but I, I think oh, okay. they would open up the door and let them like peek inside and kind of like give it a once over, and then they would bid on it. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, Storage Wars. Just,
1: I'm just gonna put something out on TikTok, like auctioning off a. a oh yeah, dude. You TikToks.
0: TikTok's the perfect place to do it because people will just believe you. You can say whatever the hell you want. Yeah. I got, you know, uh uh Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card collection in there. It's gotta be worth some money.
1: Dude, my baseball cards I feel like are probably worth some money. And there you I'm go. not putting those in the storage. Uh
0: I got somewhere in there is a uh, um, a first generation Charizard holograph Pokemon card. There you go. That's I worth care. at least a million. In there. It is worth... Is it really worth that much money? I think so. Something stupid like that, yeah. I'm about to
1: go tear my parents' place apart with <laughs> that fucking thing. Because I know for a fact we have a nice condition Charizard in there. Holographic Charizard. Everyone's going to be laughing when I fucking pull that bitch out and I just got a million bucks.
0: Uh, let's see. First edition. Oh, dude, it's all over the place according to this. I don't know. Wasn't it like Jake Paul or one of the Paul brothers bought like a million dollar Charizard card?
1: But it was a fake one.
0: It was a fake one.
1: Yeah, they found out it was fake. Damn, because he was wearing it around his neck like bling. Yeah,
0: 1999 like first edition Pokemon game Charizard Hollow number four is worth 270 thousand dollars. I would still take that. I would hope so. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I'm about to just go to my
1: parents' place this weekend and start looking for it. Yep. I have some, I feel like I had some really nice cards in there. My brother and I used to collect the shit out of those.
0: Yeah. It feels like.
1: We had like a whole fucking shoebox full of them.
0: It depends on. 1999 was when this stuff popped off. Huh? I remember someone had a, had a Charizard at like school. I remember seeing one. Didn't know at the time I should have just snatched it and put it in a bank vault for twenty years. (laughs) Dude, you know which
1: one I always wanted and I never could find was the Blastoids one.
0: Oh, I was a Squirtle fan. I
1: would have traded I would have traded Charizard for
0: Blastoids. For Blastoids.
1: Yeah, dude. That thing looked so cool. It had fucking water rocket launchers on its fucking shell. Dude. It was way cooler than fucking Charizard shooting flames from his mouth. Water can put out flames, Charizard.
0: That's true. Charizard's weak, weak to Blastoise. Most expensive Pokemon card might be that fucking Mewtwo one. You think it's, you think it's Mewtwo? Utu-
1: Mewtwo. Yeah, probably the holographic Mewtwo. Look, Look at, at us talking about Pokemon
0: cards. It's crazy that they're a shiny Charizard. All right, let's see. Let's get to number one. Twelve, nine, three, two, one. Oh, it's a random Pikachu card. We like got Japanese Pikachu card. The wow.
1: Japanese holographic Pikachu. Can you show me a picture of that one?
0: Yeah. Because I
1: know we had some Japanese logo Pikachu. Right ones. here.
0: It's nope, an Illustrator card. This one apparently also. Raichu.
1: I have that one.
0: There you go. That My one's luck? That one's worth some cash. How much is that one worth? Uh, it doesn't say how much they're actually worth. These trainer cards are apparently... Nope, nope, nope. Bunch of Japanese ones? Nope. Ten grand, Articuno, ten grand? Nope, didn't have any of these ones. Pokemon cards. Did you ever actually play the Pokemon card game? No, we just collected them. Yeah. You I didn't th- know how to play. I think I had a neighbor that came over one time, and he, he taught me how to play the Pokemon card game, and we played it. But that that was like the only time I ever played Pokemon cards. Yeah, I liked Magic. You know that? Oh yeah, dude. Get down with some Magic.
1: Pissed. I can't find my fucking Magic sets that I used to have. Oh, I used to dude. have four really good deck.
0: Yeah, man. The the Magic cards are going through an interesting time right now. They're uh, they got bought out by a corporation, Hasbro, and Hasbro's just been printing the shit out of the older cards, and so all their value has gone way down. Valuing all the cards. Yep. So that sucks. You're a magic collector. Times are tough, I guess. But it is what it Dude, is. Speaking of playing magic,
1: I was just talking with my uh, my buddies who I, I lived in Chicago with when I first moved out there. And how we talked about how we bonded over uh, playing magic and smoking weed.
0: <laughs> nice. It's a good combo. Because
1: none of us had money. Right. And all we did was... We'd buy a little 8th bag, and then we would sit around and smoke blunts and play Magic.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Dude, yeah, that's. I got into Magic after college because when we were in AmeriCorps, we didn't have anything to do. Well, we didn't have any weed, which sucked, but we uh, we could go buy Magic cards, and so we started playing Magic cards. Yep. It's just one of those things. You're bored and an uh, thing. you have no money. <laughs> it's a perfect an game. Thing. Might be an AmeriCorps <laughs> thing. Well, the, yeah, the, the, the not having any money is certainly an AmeriCorps thing. Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: All right. Um, All right. Were you, real quick before we wrap up, yeah. were, you a fan, were you a fan of uh, Ted Lasso?
0: So I watched like the first episode uh, at a friend's house, and I, we don't have, what is it, Apple TV or something? Apple TV. Yeah, we don't have apple tv so uh i'll
1: give you my log and you can watch, watch it. it
0: all right yeah send it over i'll definitely watch it i know it's good i mean it it was the first episode was good it was entertaining dude and, uh, great show i cried many a times so. really i yeah, like, like i like Christ. sudeikis i like uh soccer yeah. so so good dude yeah great show i think man. the
1: awesome awesome cast Great think, characters.
0: Uh, The American spin on soccer is really interesting. Like I, yeah, like I want America, as we get better and better at soccer, to put some sort of cultural stamp on soccer. It'd be like this is how Americans do soccer. I don't know what that is. I think it's like, I don't know if it's like that. You can't really say celebrations because they celebrate goals. I don't know what that would be, but I feel like it's just calling it soccer. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. It's called soccer.
1: It's called soccer, man. It's not football. Which is actually an English word. It's like we had this conversation on one of the podcasts. Yeah.
0: Soccer soccer came from England. So Yep. Yeah, but we have our own football over here, damn it. The social something or other, right? Like soccer. Like oh, is that what club. it came out of? It's like a social club thing. Yeah. Soccer. I could see that. Yeah yeah, I've been. I got back into FIFA recently. Been playing some FIFA, so got my Ooh. skills back up on the sticks.
1: Dude, is there cross-platform FIFA?
0: Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. I have a Damn. Switch, so that's how I play it. Uh, Switch. Oh, Switch. Probably okay. not with Switch Sorry. and anything else. Switch is kind of FIFA on a Switch. Yeah, it's rough because it's it's the 2019 version of FIFA, but they just update it every year because the because the Switch isn't powerful enough to like play the new versions of it. So yeah. It's just the 2019 version, but it's called FIFA 22, and it has all the players from FIFA 22. But it's the it's the game engine from like the 2019 version, which is I don't Uh-oh. really care. It does. It's not like it changes that much. Like to be honest, I don't. FIFA to me feels the same as when I was playing like FIFA 10 in college. So,
1: bro, you got to play it on a PlayStation Five,
0: man. Oh, it's I'm sure. Same. I'm sure it's uh, it's a good time. Yeah. All right, brother. All right, man. We've uh, we've got an hour in here. It's good talking Hell to you yeah. tonight, man. I feel like we had yeah, a nice, chill vibe. Nice, easy Monday.
1: It's, yeah, right. I was just going to say. It's, like the Monday it's vibes. Like Conversation. Hope, Conversation. Yeah, if you're yeah, out really
0: here well. and you're a new listener and you stuck around this long, we appreciate it. I uh, also appreciate it if you subscribe to the podcast. We got to start throwing that out there, Dan. Yeah,
1: subscribe if you subscribe, haven't already. Tell
0: your friends. Um and, yeah,
1: subscribe. What the hell are you waiting for?
0: We hope that your commute into work on this lovely Tuesday morning has been just as uh, as joyous and uh, relaxing as we can make it. Keep on keeping on. All right, Dan. Until next time, brother. All right, Ben. All right. Later, brother. All right. See ya.